0: Coming up flooded roads, magic toads, and bikes by the truckload or bike load, some some load, I don't know. Anyway, we're also gonna check in with Chef Al for The Devil Eats Out, Ask the Goat, and we're gonna pray the gay away. Put on your safety helmets, it's time for Kiss the Goat.
1: Let's consider the horror movies that delve into the
2: supernatural realm with a particular focus on demonic activity.
3: Do the devil's work.
4: I'm Cootie. And my name is X. And this is Kiss Kiss
0: the the goat. Goat. Light a candle for the sinners. Set the world on fire. This is the online shrine for satanic cinema. Let the ritual begin. This circle is cast and no one may leave or enter without the express written permission of Shepperton Studios.
4: This is episode 40 of Kiss the Goat. And welcome to it. Let's make things complete by invoking the memory of the patron anti-saint of Kiss the Goat, Cindy Sin Fallon. I was raised by wolves. (laughs) (laughs) This is the original Cindy Sin Fallon.
0: Well the holidays are over, and thank the gods for that. (laughs) Things are back to business as usual here at KTG, and we decided to start the show off in 2017 with a bang. Well, sort of.
4: We've tapped into two of the things that we love the most, the 1970s and British movies.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And today's movie is special because it manages to have things happen while ensuring that absolutely nothing happens. That's that's kind of a miracle, isn't it?
4: Hang around as we take a look at the 1973 biker epic. Epic? I probably epic? could have used a better word there. Uh, movie. <laughs> Psychomania. Back in a bit.
2: Black its Horror Podcast. The podcast that will change your life forever.
0: That is not what... That's not... No.
2: Intense. This is going to be filled with spoilers. So insightful that you will question your place in the universe. I don't like gore. Mind-blowing.
0: Repeating repetition of the repetition. Is that a word? That is now a word.
2: Inspiring.
0: It's almost like a little advertisement.
2: Life-changing. It's one of two things all the way through, either predictable or stupid. Black Anna's Horror Podcast exclusively available on the Legion Podcast Network.
0: Lube up, strap on, and get bent. It's time to get your exercise.
1: It's the power of Christ that compels
2: you. The power of Christ
1: compels you.
2: That the power of Christ compels you. The power of Christ compels you. you. The power of Christ
1: compels
2: you! The power of Christ compels you! Are you sick?
1: Are you miserable? Are you
4: crippled? You my kind of people! Bob! Bobby! Bobby! Bob Larson returned to the spotlight in this episode's Get Your Exercise segment. This time, he's plucked some poor fucker out of the audience in order to cast out the demon of homosexuality.
0: Never mind that homosexual behavior appears in every form of life on the planet except creatures that reproduce asexually.
4: Oh, and never mind that studies show that 60% of all Americans have, at one time or another, experienced homosexual attractions and feelings.
0: And never mind that some researchers are now referring to women as heteroflexible because of the high percentage of women who report homosexual feelings and actions.
4: To hell with science! Forget
0: measurable, recordable, and reproducible facts.
4: Listen in as Bob Larson gets rid of the gay demon simply by yelling at a guy.
1: Hi, Brian.
2: Confess to Christ. Confess to Christ. I have committed homosexual acts. I have committed homosexual acts. God has forgiven me. God has forgiven me. You heard what he said? Did you hear what he said? Yes, I heard what he said. Doesn't make any difference what he says. Does it? No. He's mine. He's been mine for years. And I'm going to hold on to him. You'll never get him. Never. He's mine. Spirit of anger! Spirit of anger, come up! Come up! Come up in the name of Jesus!
0: Spirit of anger? The reason this guy is mad because all he really wants is a drink and a hand job.
2: Uh, Do you have any right to be there? Uh, Do you have any right to be there? Uh, Do you?
3: Uh, Do, you? Uh, Do you? No! You want to go?
2: Uh, you want to go? I don't want them women hold on to me anymore! Don't you do that to me again! No! Ah! No! To so I, anger! Oh, I anger! Renounce! Renounce! My claim! My claim! To Brian! To Brian! Ugh. I receive! I receive! No, I... The, I, I receive! receive. I receive! Uh, Say it! Ah! Tyrant, I'm gonna get those women back here.
4: I like how he says, get these women away from me, and then Larson continuously threatens him with the presence of those women, which, I don't know, they are wearing hideous clothes. I
2: receive! I receive! The judgment! Ah! The judgment! Ah! The judgment! uh, The judgment! The judgment! Of God. God! For causing this man. For causing this man. Uh, I'ma get those women back here. Uh, you want them back? No. Say for causing this man. For causing this man. To commit abominations. Uh, to cause abomination. Ah. Uh, uh, I lose him. I lose him, uh, From the curse. From the curse. Of homosexuality. Uh, of homosexuality. Uh, homosexuality. An all sexual perversion. An all sexual perversion.
4: I line up. Oh. I line up. Uh, I line up. Uh, there's there's so much screaming from this guy. He's a screamer.
0: <laughs> well, you never know when you'll get one.
2: <laughs> I line up. Uh, Say it. I line up to the Holy Spirit. Uh, to the Holy Spirit. Ah! Uh, to the Holy Spirit. To the Holy Spirit. The worst thing in the world for a filthy, stinking sex demon to say is the Holy Spirit. They hate it because it's holy.
1: It's holy.
0: A dirty, filthy, stinking sex demon? <laughs> Come on! I don't always shower, but it's not that bad. <sighs> uh,
2: I anger. Uh. Say I anger. Uh. Anger! Ah! Anger! Ah! Say your name! My anger! Take all those! Take all those! With me! With me! Under my authority! Under my authority! We are bound together! We are bound together! And Uh. And we go! Yeah! And we go! And we go! Now! 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 Two! 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 Pit! Uh. Say it! Ah, Pit! Uh. Say it! Pit. Uh. Come out of him in the name of Jesus!
1: Come out of him in the name of Jesus! Come out of him!
0: Wait, why are they clapping?
1: I don't understand
0: the clapping. Did the light show start?
1: Come in. Stand in for right now! Time to leave!
2: And praying with you there was time to go wow oh, man this is really so awkward oh, and i kind of run away and then i come back no he's speaking the truth he's speaking the truth and i'm going yeah and i gotta be here and and it's for all of us it was for me because i needed this deliverance that god used bob as his tool is the so to break through the
4: darkness yeah, all the christians at the gaze, until it comes to lesbian porn.
2: But then it was providence, because God loves us so much that He gave His only begotten Son so that we could be free. And now I am free indeed.
1: Amen.
4: Oh, there's nothing like a pointless exorcism to start the show with, huh? Hmm. Remember, kids, be aware, exorcists are everywhere. It's
0: about control, it's about spectacle, and it's about money. Your money. Money that is far better spent on personalized collars and butt plugs.
4: Coming up next, it's movie time! Movie time with Psychomania! Woohoo!
2: Hey, Cherish? It's 8 o'clock. Is it time to get the show on the screen or what? Do you enjoy watching films with friends? Do you like to consume vats of alcohol?
0: It's some 40s and some bitches, babe. Yeah!
4: Me, I like beer. If you like all that and none of those artsy-fartsy films... Does this mean we don't get to go to the Fellini Festival?
2: Fuck the Fellini Festival! Then watch and listen to two drink minimum commentaries.
4: Every Wednesday, myself and a rotating panel of the filthiest podcasters I can muster up give you our comments, observations, and sometimes we might actually talk about the film as we class up some of your favorite films the only way we know how as raunchy as we can. <laughs> What's this movie, P.G. Oh, yeah. This podcast sure is fucking... Not only
2: do you get the audio, but the video that goes with it.
4: Just listen to the shit that comes out of these filthy pirates.
2: <laughs> you don't need to get an erection when your cock's full of rigor mortis. <laughs> fucking
4: curb stomp a baby for a baconator. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think the moral of the story is don't let Corky run Cerebro. Unforgivable. If you could stand all that... Come and get your fill and your fix of Two Minimal commentaries.
2: All the cool kids are doing it.
4: Two trick Venom commentaries is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network.
2: They were just ordinary troublemakers as long as they lived, but they returned from beyond the grave with superhuman powers, unleashing an unholy reign of terror that holds an entire community in the grip of psychomania. Psychomania. Everybody dies, don't they? But some come back. How do the dead come back, Mother?
0: When you die,
1: you've got to believe that you're going to come back.
2: that nothing and nobody can harm you. Oh man, what are you waiting for?
1: I must stop him. You can't. I must.
2: psychomania what happened you're not dead that's what i was trying to tell you tom i don't want to die get after them and you know what you will become yes and that it will be for all eternity die once. After that, nothing and nobody can harm you. Psychomania.
0: Welcome back to Kiss the Goat and it is movie time.
4: Now, if you're a first-time listener, let me kind of explain to you uh how this works. Cootie and I settle down on the couch, and we watch a devil movie, and we give it as much of our full attention as we can. And then a couple days later, uh, we get tore up from the floor up, and we try to remember what happened in the movie so we can break it down for you. Spoilers? Oh, you bet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but in this case, the movie came out in 1973, so we... We don't want to hear it. You've had 44 fucking years to watch the damn thing. X, tell us a little bit about Psychomania, will you?
4: Let's see, let's see, let's see. Filmed in 1971, released in 1973. Also known as the Death Wheelers, which (laughs) makes about as much sense as Psychomania. Um, Last film role for famed actor George Sanders. He plays uh, Shadwell the butler in this. This movie has a whopping eighty percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and that that seems out of whack.
0: Ah, uh, maybe, maybe not. So let's get into it.
4: <laughs> God, <laughs> where where do you start with Psychomania?
0: You you know what? You can sum up this entire movie in just a handful of words. Okay, you can. So, teenage motorcycle gang. Pagan toad god, death, resurrection, more death.
4: Well, that's the show. Um, <laughs> thanks for thanks for listening. There's a little. There's a little bit more to it than that. I think there's also a little bit less to it than that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but seriously, that's like. If somebody asks you, should I watch Psychomania, just say those five words to them and let them make up their own mind.
4: Well, see, if somebody had done that to me, I would like, we are watching this right the fuck now. Because right <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, um, Psychomania does revolve around a biker gang made up of some of the nicest British kids. I mean, they're, I not, can... they're not really nice, but they're, they all seem just really posh. You know? Yeah, but
0: when they're when they're on their bikes, they're dressed like they stepped out of an anime.
4: They've got helmets that basically have old style 3D glasses built into them. They're great. <laughs> okay, the bike gang is called the Living Dead, and the letters on the back of their leather jackets are outlined in pink. <laughs> yep,
0: yeah, that's one of the things you're going to do is look at it and be like, "Is that really pink?" Because I did. <laughs> and then I watched it a little bit longer, and I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, that's actually pink.
4: This is not threatening.
0: No, not at all.
4: <laughs> no, these people are threatening. Now, they do shitty things. Okay, like, like in the first five minutes, they basically run a car off the road and kill a guy. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? He might be, well, I don't know if he's dead. He's okay. There's no blood. He's okay. Mm-hmm. He just went through the windshield, you know? I watch Supernatural. People fucking die and come back every season on that show. So what do I know about the facts of eternity? Um, anyway.
0: Right. But this movie revolves around. It starts well. It revolves around the motorcycle gang, but specifically the leader of the motorcycle gang. And you're going to have to tell me his name because you know I suck at remembering names of characters his, in movies.
4: His name is Tom. Uh, Tom is played by Nikki Henson, and Nikki Henson looks like a really young Don Stroud. And if you don't know who Don Stroud is, you're obviously not listening to the right show. But Don Stroud was the priest who wasn't Rod Steiger in the original (laughs) Amityville Horror. He's the one who was like, oh, I'm sorry, but Father can't come to the phone because he's lost his fucking mind. He's sitting on a park bench feeding the penguins in the pond. Um That's that guy. So everybody in this biker gang comes from a really rich family, especially Tom. Tom, while he's making out with his girlfriend, Abby, in the graveyard, he finds this huge toad, (laughs) a graveyard toad. He puts it in his pocket, and he takes it home with him. And because, you know, all bike gang members still live at home with their mother and the butler. (laughs) Guy, but that's though, not a thing? It's, it's not. It's not. <laughs> unless there's a gang called Hell's Mama's Boys that I don't know about. <laughs> so he takes the toad home, and his his mother is a spiritualist. She conducts seances for money, and, of course, she's got the, the butler, Shadwell, who's been there forever.
0: I want to say Shadrach every time you say that.
4: You're allowed. You should you should um <laughs> anyway this toad for some reason that he finds in the graveyard is the key to eternal life
0: somehow some way that, that that that's never really fully explained but yeah so he brings this toad into the house and puts it in the kitchen under one of those like see-through domes that you put over food i don't know what those things are you probably it's know what cake those things plate. are called. Is it a cake plate? That's not what I was thinking. Well, but...
4: And then you put the... It's, it's the cake lid.
0: <laughs> the cake plate lid.
4: Fucking no. The cake, yeah, the cake plate lid.
0: Okay. Regardless, he puts it where food goes. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks in, plops this big fat fucking toad on the kitchen counter and puts a, a cake plate lid on top of it. And... This is when you first get a glimpse that maybe, you know, the apple didn't fall too far from the tree in this situation. Because the butler comes in, and Tom shows him the frog or the toad thing. And he, like, gets excited and starts talking to him about the species that the toad belongs to. <laughs> You're like, okay.
4: Um, well, and then Tom starts asking questions, you know, just real light He's like, so tell me, how did my father die? <laughs> and what is the secret to eternal life? You know, just, you know, sip a sip brandy. <laughs> just ask these light, small talk questions. Anyway, it's got something to do with this fucking toad, because... The family is in possession of a pendant. It's a magical pendant that has the sun on it, and then sitting on top of the sun is a toad.
0: Cook toad. So,
4: so they're they're toad worshippers. <laughs> um, I don't know how else to say it. They're this is frog and toads' wild ride without the without the frog. <laughs> so. You know, when he asks what the secret is to eternal life, they're like, oh, it's right over there in that room. No shit.
0: (laughs) The one that's been locked up since his father died.
4: Right. So he goes into the room and there's nothing in there but a pair of his father's old glasses and a mirror. (laughs) So he puts on his father's old glasses and he looks into the mirror and he sees himself on his motorcycle, riding around this group of standing stones known as the Seven Sisters. He's just riding around it. And then you see him as a younger person riding his bicycle around it. And then you see him as like five or six years old, running around the standing stones with his arm with his arms outstretched. Like, you know, he's trying to keep his balance while he's running. And then, <laughs> And then he's a baby and he's in like a wicker basket and his mother is there and somebody with a hat and a cape comes up with a contract. And the mother (laughs) signs the contract, except there's no ink in the pen and they don't use blood for the contract. So I don't know who the shit that was. It's void. Anyway, (laughs) that shit ain't signed.
1: Yeah. So anyway, the,
4: the main thrust of it is that if you want to be immortal, What you have to do is kill yourself.
0: And not be afraid to die.
4: And believe that you'll come back.
0: Yeah.
4: And like really
0: want to die.
4: Yeah, but you've got to really have that death wish. But if you do that, you'll come back and then you can't die again and nothing will hurt you.
0: Yeah. So... Good old Tom decides that's what he's going to do. And one day while he's out driving around town with his cronies raising hell, he gasses it and drives through the barrier off of a bridge, which is a really funny scene because you're thinking dude on a little dirt bike hits a steel barrier on the edge of a bridge. And instead of like flipping over it, he drives through it completely destroying the steel bars.
4: It's not so much of a guardrail. Yeah. Maybe if you made one out have styrofoam and spray painted it silver, that's, <laughs> that's what that would be. But yeah, he just goes right through the fucking thing and drowns in the river.
0: Yep. So his buddies, um, go to his mother after he dies and asks for her permission for them to bury him their way. She says,
4: and this isn't a cool way. Like in say, um, an old Corman Hells Angels film where they they have the coffin and then all the bike gang comes in and raises hell. It's not it's not like that. Bruce Dern ain't dead, let's put it that way. But the way that they choose to bury him is in the center of the circle of standing stones. They dig a a, 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 a pit for him, essentially, <laughs> and they put him in there sitting on top of his motorcycle.
0: And the hole's not deep enough, so his head and shoulders are sticking up above the hole. (laughs) And I really wish they had just buried him up to his neck and then, like, drawn a clown face on his head or something and just left it there sticking up out of the ground.
4: (laughs) Now, get this. This is a biker gang, okay? So these bikers... um, they're, like, weaving flower wreaths for the guy.
1: And, and they're all wearing,
0: like, macrame vests and singing these fucking folk songs.
4: Dude, the guy with the guitar is so intense. He's not even looking at the camera. He's, like, looking at some point, eight feet going riding free.
2: He really got it on. He wrote that sweet machine just like a bomb felt her in his soul, but no one there could find him, so he left those fools behind him with a feeling that they could not understand. He took away his life with his own hand, and the world never knew his name, but the chosen few know of his fame. Join his company,
4: Riding Free. Riding Free. Riding Free. It's just, it's the most (laughs) Billy Jack moment I've seen outside of a Billy Jack movie. It's insane. It's insane. So Shadwell drives up, the butler, and he's like, oh, very nice. You should probably dig this a little bit deeper, uh, dumb kids, but... Since we're here, is it okay if I put this in there? Because I want this to be buried with him. And it's the sun-toed uh, pendant on the necklace. So he just drops it in there and gets back in his rolls and drives away.
0: <laughs> you know, just unceremoniously toss the talisman into the not deep enough hole and drive away. I lost my train of thought. Where was. I? Oh, Shadrach the butler went home. And um, Tom's mother is like, Is he coming back? And Shadwell's all like, You know that he is. So they know that the kid is coming back from the dead, basically. I do great voices, don't I? <laughs> that,
4: was, that was perfect. Because this movie really wants to make you use every shitty British slang word. That you've ever heard in a British movie from the 70s. It's just like, oh, he, he bloody well did. You know, it's just, <laughs> it just makes me so shitty. So, so uh, Tom's girlfriend, Abby, who is the ginger of the group. Now, there's Abby and there's other people. There's like seven people in this biker gang. There's one real crazy bitch whose name I can't remember, but other people are named like Inky. And Chopped Meat is one guy's name. (laughs) Is this what the British thought biker gangs should be? Because really, this is about as exciting as the Hell's Grannies sketch on Python.
0: Hey, I love the grannies.
4: I do too, but that's what these guys are like. It's true. Okay, anyway. Abby. Abby. Abby, she's very, 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 very sad about Tom being dead. But what she doesn't realize is that Tom um, is about to resurrect himself. There's this car on the motorway right outside the Standing Stones. Um has a flat tire. And the bitch-cunt wife of the guy who's driving, he's like, He's like, uh, The tire's flat. That's tire with a Y. I don't have a spare one in the boot. <laughs> I need to check under the bonnet, but I'll need to go to a (laughs) garage. And she's like, and she says, cut through that field. You'll shave ten minutes off your time. And he doesn't want to. And she's like, well, are you afraid?
0: Because apparently the standing stone circle is called Nine Witches. Is that what he called it? It's the
4: Seven Sisters.
0: Seven Sisters? Where the fuck did I get Nine Witches?
4: I don't know. I don't either. Oh, well.
0: Anyway, apparently it has a reputation in town. Yes. So, yeah, dude's like, no, I don't want to go through there. And she's like, yeah, fucking go. And
1: he does.
4: Anyway, where they've buried Tom, <laughs> there's a it's a it's just a giant mound. It's like they started <laughs> filling it back in and realized, fuck, his head's still stepping up, still sticking up here. We may as well look make this look like a giant like gopher rut. <laughs>
0: It, so they went across the county to get some more they dirt. More and
4: dirt. It back. Yeah. They called in a couple of dump trucks. Hello, <laughs> we need you to fill in a hole. <laughs> Guys walking through the field where the standing stones are go into the garage, and he hears a motorcycle try to turn over, and somebody kicks, you know, kicks it like four or five times for the motor actually catches. And, yes, you actually get to see Tom ride his motorcycle out of the grave.
0: Because <laughs> they they were thoughtful enough to put a ramp in there for him before they filled <laughs> Somehow it.
4: Somehow enough, enough room to get clearance. <laughs> I
0: don't know. But he does. He comes flying out of this hole. Dirt goes everywhere freaks the poor schmuck out that's walking through that field in the middle of the night well, and then promptly runs him over. Yeah,
4: Tom runs him over with the bike. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, how they go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I you said. Yeah. Tom's first stop is a bar, or I guess a, a pub. A public house. A pub. Sorry, we're not in America anymore. We're, we're <laughs> in England. Goes to the pub, calls his mother from the payphone. It's like... You just, (laughs) I guess my first stop would be a bar too, if I'm honest.
0: And he looks remarkably clean for someone who just, you know, pulled an evil Knievel from six feet under.
4: No dirt, no rot, no moss, nothing. He just looks like he got out of bed and put his leathers back on. (laughs) Goes to the bar, he's he's making eyes at a couple of birds. Is that the right (laughs) Sure, we'll go with that. A couple of birds who give him some change for the payphone. <laughs> Calls his mother. It's like, yes, hello, I'm alive. I'll see you after a while. There are a couple of things I want to do first. He's looking at the two chicks at the table. Okay, aren't you clever with your sexual window, dead guy? <laughs> right. So anyway, he doesn't look any different, and he's not a zombie because he doesn't immediately go cruising for flesh sickles.
0: Yep, he just can't be killed.
4: Yeah, he's just immortal. That's it. Mm-hmm.
0: No no super strength, no craving desires for flesh, craving desires. Sure. You know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, just, he's just a regular dude who is now immortal.
4: He kills everybody at the pub. Snaps <laughs> like them neck. Like you eggs. do. Yeah, snaps, you know, however he does it, snaps her next, whatever, they're all dead. Except for one girl's like, yeah, I saw him, me make, gave him some change for the phone, and then the next thing we knew, everyone was dead. <laughs> That's not how she talked. No, I lost my train of thought. Shit, fuck.
0: He just killed everybody at the pub. Uh, and then he goes somewhere else.
4: Does he go home? I think he goes home first. Does he go No, home? he doesn't. Wait, no.
0: Was it a gas station?
4: Yeah, he went to the gas station and he stole yeah. some gasoline. And the guy who was man in the gas station looked like, um, looked like, hold on. I've almost got it. It's in my head. He looks like the father of Veruca Salt in Willy Wonka.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> he looks like, he looks like Roy Kinnear. He fucking does. <laughs> so then he's Roy Caneer almost is like, You're not going to steal no gas for me mate I'm trying to view you and your car And trying to come around Nicking gas <laughs> Nicking petrol
0: Petrol there you go
4: Yeah. So Tom kills him and leaves him In his own parking lot
0: <laughs> Yup So basically, I mean, we're getting bogged down in some minute details of this guy's little rampage across the the little town there. But he essentially goes on a fucking murdering spree before he goes back home to mummy.
4: Which gets the cops involved.
0: Yeah, a little bit.
4: Yeah, so the cops are all like, we don't know who's killing people, but they're all saying they were – Somebody from the Living Dead bike gang. How do you know that? I guess because of those big fucking pink letters on their leather jackets. That's that's how you know.
0: <laughs> that's how you know that. But not only that, they actually ID'd him as Ted or Tom. Tom. Fuck, Tom, which everybody in town knew was dead. So the cops go and question everybody in the gang and they're like, yeah, somebody who looks like Tom and is wearing his clothes has been riding around killing people. And they're all like, I'll kill him. You know, so they, they kind of have this vendetta now to, to try to figure out who it is alongside
4: the cops. Right, so the the bikers that are left beat at the Seven Sisters, the Standing Stones, and somebody else pulls up on a motorcycle, and the biking members are all like, did the cops come around to your house? Did you see the fuzz? <laughs> they're like, yeah, they all say Tom killed this guy, and everybody's like, no, it couldn't be Tom because he's dead, and then Tom comes riding up on the motorcycle, and he's like, Hello, hello, mates, it's me. I've got immortality <laughs> now, and we can do whatever we want to, as long as you follow the plan.
0: Yeah, so after the, the dumb red-headed dude tries to kill him by stabbing him in the back, and everybody sees that he can't be killed, all of a sudden they're all like, fuck yeah, I want to be immortal, and they make this suicide pact, and everybody... Uh, pledges to to go off and to kill themselves so that they can be immortal along with Tom.
4: Uh, the dumb redheaded dude is a member of the bike gang named Hatchet, and Hatchet looks like Britain's answer to Michael J. Pollard. <laughs> it's like you want to see him frozen with icicles off of his nose during a retelling of a Christmas Carol. <laughs> so all the bike gang members um, decide to kill themselves in the most ridiculous ways possible
0: you would think they would just stick together and be like, you know what? Let's just all do this at once. But no, they yeah. go off and, and start doing their own ridiculous shit. And it's quite comical. Actually, the the next like 10, 15 minutes of this movie is just all of them killing themselves off. Um,
4: well, three of them actually um, ride across the interstate, you know, the wrong way and run into a truck. Like, oh. like a lorry one of them actually goes through both sides of this panel truck (laughs)
1: uh
0: one dude jumps out of his apartment window which is like on the fifth floor or something ridiculous Right,
4: right um i think oh one guy one guy was walking along the fucking motorway by a creek with a length of chain wrapped around his neck, and, and nothing cha- but his boxers. Nothing but his boxers, and the chain is attached to, like what? Seven- like An engine
0: block or something, <laughs> on something not
4: That he would not have been able to carry. So he just <laughs> throws that into the water and drowns himself. Uh,
0: another one falling dude jumps out of a fucking airplane and doesn't pull his chute. Oh my God. <laughs> And I'm like – and I I even said this to X while we were watching it. I was like, you know, if I were going to be resurrected and be in the same fucking body that I was in before I died, I think I would take a little more care in how I killed myself.
4: What you actually said was, I wouldn't want my body liquefied.
0: Oh, I said (laughs) liquefied. That's right, I did.
4: It's funny because it's true. Um so everybody except for one of the bike gang comes back because he didn't really want to die so really that's so he didn't he didn't get to come back
0: yeah poor yeah. schmuck
4: sorry about you
0: right
4: so now you have this undead biker gang and their big thing that they want to do is ride around town and cause mayhem and kill people
0: yep. That's pretty much it.
4: They were doing that before they were undead. <laughs> <I> no. <know. laughs> they killed themselves to come back and do exactly the same shit they were doing before.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And that's it. There's this one great scene where they are just wreaking absolute havoc inside a grocery store. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> one I of the chicks. <laughs> One of the chicks sees a woman pushing a baby carriage it's or a, a pram. pram, we're in England. Excuse me. Sees her pushing a pram in one of the aisles and she leans over to one of the other girls and says, Watch this and she runs over the baby. <laughs> I'm sorry. The pram. Runs it over, baby and all. Mother is all bouncing off of the aisles like a ping pong ball and in hysterics over the, the baby being run asunder.
4: And then the biker who hit the baby chucks a can of food at the mother's head. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's so great. <laughs> it's so, so that's
1: pretty funny. entertaining.
0: Um, One of the members, though poisoned herself or tried to swallow a bunch of pills and ended up waking up in the hospital and that was abby the one who was tom's girlfriend so she didn't actually die
4: right and tom's pissed about that too yeah and she's like but tom i don't want to die i don't want to die and he's like well you have to (laughs) (laughs) you're going to (laughs) <laughs> baby yeah i mean the biker gang is going around they're killing cops they're killing judges they're killing all these people in authority so it's kind of like a really proper prim version of wild in the streets you know all the authority figures are being pushed aside or or murdered but at the mm. same time tom's so concerned about abby his little squinchy faced ginger making sure that she dies so she can be part part of the team. Get in the team, Rusty.
0: <laughs> right? The program, damn it. Um so anyway, they end up after some running around with the cops. Oh, you know what? There was one great scene in the morgue. Oh yeah, um, yeah, 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 do that. Yeah. Well, I forget though what the setup was. They were they were trying to um catch the the members of the of the gang, right? So they set up like a sting operation in the morgue Mm -hmm. and you, (laughs) the camera pulls into the morgue area and there are all of these coolers, I guess. I don't know what else you'd call them along the walls that have like see through doors. They have like glass doors and all of the cops are laid out in these compartments, like pretending like they're dead. Like every one of them. What do you call those things? I keep, I, call, I call
4: them cryostasis chambers because that's what they looked like.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Regardless, it was, it was a really cool-looking scene. Um, but I forget what happens in that. I think I think what happened I just really remember that was shot. that
4: they came in for the sting operation and the gang killed them and then shoved them into the coolers with the see-through doors. Because you don't okay. see them anymore in the movie. They're dead. The gang... Yeah. Yeah, the gang... The gang was all there and, and killed them. The
0: they, body count's actually pretty high in this movie.
4: It's remarkably bloodless, but, yeah, the body count yeah, yeah. is really high. And the clothes are incredibly ugly. Let me just say that right now. There's they some, are. There's some hideous <laughs> fashion going on right now.
1: <laughs> yep.
4: So this news of Tom and his gang of Mar- Oh Jesus. Wait, i got to go back. because There's this one scene where the bike gang is in jail – and Tom and one of the undead uh, biker chicks basically drive their motorcycles into the station
1: to yeah. to
4: jailbreak everyone out. They rode their motorcycles inside the station, and this woman, who has nothing to do with anything, is on her way out. And she asks the desk sergeant, should I shut this door? <laughs> Excuse me, do you want me to close this?
0: She ad-libbed that line.
4: She must have, because any <laughs> cop would be like, oh, fucking carbon monoxide poisoning, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and they ride their motorcycles back, they release the biker gang, and it's just like... This, they kill everybody in the station. This, yeah, they kill everybody in the station, but that's like, even for, even for Bobbies, that is an incredible underreaction. So the staff started just like, now see here. <laughs> you can't ride your motorcycle in here. And Tom's like, we just did. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's amazing the way people react in this film. It cracks me up. Anyway, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Killing a bunch of cops, you know, better you than me. But news gets back to Tom's mother that the living dead is all, you know, wasting people. And she's like, oh, no. Me Tommy's become a monster. But we have to do something about this. We must call upon our toad god to <laughs> to stop this.
0: They never actually say toad god. I'm trying to remember. Do they actually ever name who they're praying to? No,
4: they no. I but didn't it's think obvious. so. It's a fucking toad because when well, yeah when, Tommy, yeah, when Tommy is in the room of you know. Here's where the secret to eternal life is. And he's looking in the mirror. The first thing he sees is a giant fucking toad.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, it's like there's the toad, and then there's adult him, teenage him, kid him. I kept waiting for Darth Vader to come out with a fucking lightsaber and, you know, <laughs> Yoda to go in there. Because it is like that scene from Empire.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: Face your fears.
1: Right.
0: Well, anyway, all this comes up to a head when, uh, head, yeah, I know, right? They go back to the the circle where the standing stones are with Abby, and Tom is basically like, "Here's your ultimatum: you either kill yourself, or I'm going to kill you."
4: She doesn't real, she doesn't take real kindly to that.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. Um. So anyway, I think he hands her a gun, right? And Is like, "Here, kill yourself." Um, and while this is all going on and there's, you know, a lot of awkward dialogue during this, this segment, but, um, while this is going on, uh, Butler, Shadrack, Shadwell guy and Daryl mummy are, uh, back at the house setting up for some kind of weird ass toad hoodoo that I ain't ever seen.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: They have the toad that was in the um, cake plate dome, Thunderdome thing. (laughs) And they have it in the center of the table. And Shadwell pulls out this big fucking sword. (laughs) And he points it at Mummy's chest. And Mummy just kind of guides that blade in. So it's not like she kills herself, but like she helped, you know? (laughs) Anyway, when Shadwell stabs her, she turns into a toad. There's like a toad sitting on top of her clothes from where her body has disappeared. But she will only come back stronger than you can imagine. Um,
0: (laughs) Meanwhile, back at the circle... (laughs)
4: Right, meanwhile, back at the standing stones, Abby (laughs) still refuses to kill herself. And Tom's very angry about it, but suddenly Tom starts to change. And this is... (sighs) Horrible. I don't really know how to explain this, because this is one of the weirdest special effects I've ever, I've, I've ever seen.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, almost, I, I, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say, I don't even know how to describe what you see in this scene.
4: Well, the wind picks up, and Tom's trying to hand to Abby the gun, and Abby's like, I don't really want the gun, but thank you so much. And then he starts to change. And he starts to turn into something that looks like rock. But it almost looks like what they did was they told him to stand real still (laughs) while they took a movie projector and projected an effects shot onto his body. So it's like he's turning to stone. And you can see the... You can see his eyes, and his eyes never move, but the effects shot moves around his eyes, Mm like kind of shifts back and forth a little bit, so you you, you know it's just, you know, this ain't natural. (laughs) (laughs) So throughout this entire torturously bad special effects scene.
0: Yeah, which lasts way too long. (laughs) Oh my
4: god.
0: You know, well, eventually him and everybody that, every, you know, all the undead people from the motorcycle gang. Not, Abby, into, not Abby. Well, except Abby. Abby hasn't still
4: popped her death cherry.
0: Right. Well, they all turn into more standing stones, like new standing stones there. And the effect where they were growing out and up so they would be tall enough to be standing stones looks like. Somebody filmed them, like, erasing the stone and then played it in reverse. So yeah. <laughs> it just slowly moves out until you get the full shape of the stone. Yeah, um, it's
4: really, it's really bad. I mean, I know it's 1973 and computer graphics had not been invented yet. And actually, <laughs> I'd be kind of pissed if they had CGI'd this, you know, if they, if they were making this movie now. But it's like Tom's nose gets all flat and weird, and the outline of his fingers is black, and I can't tell if it's a mismatched optical or if that's how it was supposed to look. It's just a really weird-ass scene when they all turn into uh, standing stones. I guess the ones on the bikes were like riding stones.
0: Yes. <laughs> they just turned into this giant kind of mound. But, um, yeah, when it first started – I thought he was turning into a toad, too, like his mother. But Which then would he have just made turned... a
4: lot of sense. Yeah. It almost would have been a better ending. I'd have been okay with that. Yeah. But, no. Um, and then while the end credits are rolling, while Abby is weeping over the loss of her biker friends, even though she looks like somebody who just escaped from a finishing school, <laughs> you know, like I said, this is the weirdest biker gang ever. They don't seem inherently mean or violent. They're just like, oh, this will be fun. What a lark! Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what to make. I'm not ever threatened by this gang ever, so I don't really know what to make of it. But during the ending credits, uh, Shadwell goes walking into the cemetery. Into the ce- well, not cemetery. He goes walking into the center of the seven witches. And that's it. We don't see what he's doing. Mm -hmm. We don't know if he's come back to retrieve the magical toad pendant or what. Don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. So it's not really an ambiguous ending. I think there's a film school term for that. I'm trying to think of it real quick. Oh, it's stupid. That's what it is. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, there you have it.
4: (laughs) Wait a minute! I just had a revelation. What? That's not Shadwell. That's walking is... into the fucking standing stones. It's the guy with the hat and the cape that that had his mother sign the contract. Oh. oh. So the devil shows up.
0: Is that the devil or is that the toad god?
4: Uh, if it's the toad god, he's riding in a Rolls. <laughs> I don't know. I guess if you're a god, you can do whatever the hell you want, can't you? I have no fucking clue.
1: Like I said,
4: stupid ending. No idea. Yeah, there you go. Psychomania in all of its raging glory.
0: I'm so excited after that. I'm just all wound up. I don't know if I'm ever not going to be moist again. I need to cool down.
4: Yeah, we should eat.
0: (laughs) Food! Food! Let's get our co-host, Chef Alan McPherson, in on this conversation uh, so we can find out his views on the film and learn what he's prepared to go along with Psychomania. Baker food! <laughs> it's time for The Devil Eats Out.
2: You, you can have dinner with us. You like head cheese. My brother makes it real good. You like it. Do you know if you said two ripe bananas, you put them in a bowl and you put some sugar and you go ahead and bake it for 400. You can go ahead and pull it out and have yourself banana bread. Hallelujah!
1: Hey.
4: Pancakes, pancakes. No pancakes. Pancakes! No pancakes. Nah, fuck off. I'm full. Good, we're all here. Hello, Chef Al. How are you, my friend?
3: I am wellish. Um, yeah,
4: talk to me about your thumb. Your your dog bit you.
3: Well, kind of, sort of. We <laughs> are I mean. I, I've been bitten by dogs a lot. It's not that big of a deal, except this time when I almost got blood poisoning <laughs> and almost lost a digit. But my uh, Yeah, yeah. But it's all good now.
4: <laughs> are, 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 are you angry at the dog?
3: Um, see, one of the things... I've always lorded opposable thumbs over my dogs... And I can't really blame them for, you know, deciding that that was the point of entry of their attack. <laughs> so you know, it's uh, it's sort of a balance of terror. He can try to like deprive me of a thumb, but I don't have to necessarily feed him dinner. So you know, uh, we've we've kind of reestablished our rules of play, and uh, from now on, we'll try to build a dialogue as we go forward. But yeah, it's been a lot of like milking pus over the last few days. It's, uh, oh not, Jesus! That's been the most fun. Yeah.
4: Now, don't dogs have a semi-prehensile tail? I mean, if you're going to go opposable thumbs, you got to add the prehensile tail. Into the mix.
3: And this is the thing. I've, the, the dog in question is a miniature pincher. That uh, is, he's a rescue dog, okay. and uh, he, uh, where I live, it's illegal to uh, dock a dog's ears and tails. But, uh, apparently, uh, he came from some kind of like a puppy mill out of of Indianapolis, and uh, so his ears and tail were docked when we got him, so he does not have the advantage of the prehensile tail. Jesus, they docked his tail. So he just has this little angry stub, so, you know, I can see that there's probably some issues there.
4: Man, you can't trust those people from Indianapolis. (laughs) Really? Fucking Hoosiers. Oh my god, no. That's... (laughs) those those are
3: Flatlanders
4: and I do not trust them. <laughs> All
3: right. Death to the Flatlands. Okay. <laughs> I've heard rumors but now I have them substantiated. Oh I can, yeah I feel better though. Oh area. it's
4: true. it's damn true. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually watched Psychomania three times this week.
3: Yeah, I certainly did.
4: What do you think?
3: Um, I don't know what to think. Um... <laughs>
1: That's fair. Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've watched it in preparation originally, and our original recording got pushed back. Right. So I've been, off, you know, so I've been, like, ill and submerging myself in hot, salty water for uh, the last 48 hours. And so that gave me a chance to watch it again. Uh... In preparation for tonight, and then when uh, my wife got home from work today, uh, I was kind of telling her about it as I was preparing the dinner inspired by the film, and so I was like, yeah, well, you should at least listen to the soundtrack.
1: Yeah. So that involved
3: putting it on again, and uh, so that yeah, that led to the uh, the hat trick. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
4: I mean, even after even after multiple viewings, I also am still not oh. sure. Um, what to think of this film. <laughs> but I really do love the soundtrack. It's all waka all waka, waka psychedelic acid rock and all that good stuff. It's just not like the most polite biker gang you've ever seen.
3: <laughs> it's it's so um, there are several lenses of interpretation of what a biker gang should be going on in this. <laughs> I mean uh, it's they all have name tags. They're, they all have their names <laughs> pointed on their chests, and I, that's so charming. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see that in gangs too often, you know. But like True. that, like shows a real confidence in themselves. I, didn't, I, I didn't love that. Didn't quite think
0: of it that way, but yeah.
3: You know, they're they're going around like menacing shopping carts. Uh knocking over the, the guy with the tray of bread. <laughs> Hitting prams. Like, oh, they're like Adam Sandler comedy villains in, in some respects. Like, it's it's quite endearing. Like, these are the least people that should be entering into a satanic pact. You know, they're right. way over their heads uh, in this situation because they're basically a bunch of jerks. Like, not like evil people. They're just a bunch of dicks.
4: <laughs> it's, it's, it's like wild hogs, isn't it?
3: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it
4: might but, as well be Tim Allen and John Travolta running around on on <laughs> terribly expensive bikes.
3: I, Tim Tim Allen's like a, a more credible badass though. Sure. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, like he could do more coke Tim Allen would do more coke in a half an hour than all of these jokers would in their entire lifetime. <laughs> That's why he got sent to prison, isn't it? Mmm! Pretty much. I, I think that was the charge, wasn't it? Like well, I think it was. The f- like Biker Gang? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The North
4: but Hollywood the time, Angels. Like...
3: <laughs>
4: doing rails and. <laughs> and mm. knocking over the guys in front of man's Chinese who are dressed up like SpongeBob.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. It's, uh, a business, it's a
4: tough mm-hmm. business, man. So That's I'm, it. You so
3: have, have to understand it to appreciate it.
4: I'm extremely curious. What the what the fuck kind of food you, you came up with this? We like, really like a biker food. I don't even know what that would be. Twinkies, <laughs> beer and twinkies. Um,
3: well, one thing I knew I couldn't do was anything involving like breakfast cereal, because apparently these bikers really hate breakfast cereal. <laughs> <laughs> they almost hate they almost hate breakfast cereal as much as they hate babies because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> they're totally prepared to like wipe them out. <laughs> um, so great. But well, where, where this film was like such a mishmash of like there's some you know Euro uh, sort of 60s swing kind of filmmaking going on. With uh, North American like biker exploitation stuff mixed with the uh, Satan movie kind of a thing, although it's more like British folk religionism thing yeah. um, slash toads. Um, <laughs> Toad god. Uh, I was trying to get frog legs. I'll admit, but uh, <laughs> frog legs are—they're uh, one of the things that I, I don't mind eating. From time to time, but um, it's one of the few proteins that I actually have a bit of an ethical issue with eating because uh, the harvesting of them is like pretty gross. Because the, uh, uh, this is what I was told in coding school, anyway, that uh, the the legs actually are harvested off the frogs by like having the frogs skinned alive oh and God. then have the legs taken off. Yeah, because apparently they'll like blow up if you try to just like take the legs off or kill them first. Mm-hmm. So anyway, like I've, literally, I've,
4: I've, the frog will explode.
3: Yeah, they kind of like. Have you ever seen the old trick where like kids used to like inflate the frog with a straw and then make them blow up? Oh, the reflecting skin. Yes. Yeah, the old reflecting skin routine um, yeah. <laughs> it has that kind of tensile strength that um, if, if, if you like try to take them out, they'll just kind of pop, ruining the food product. So. Um, From what I've been told, they get skinned alive before they're, like, harvested just for their legs. So, it's, uh, occasionally, but yeah, that, that, that even, like, is a little, that's a little much for me. Uh, so, anyway, it's, it's a little tricky for me to get frog legs on a, on a, uh, uh, short-notice basis. Also, you know, it's a little bit on the, uh... The racially insensitive side, because I know frogs, toads—they don't like to be confused. It's like a Kiwi Australian thing. <laughs> so that, that would have been unfair. But uh, so I, I was kind of like looking at it, like uh, what the film was from '73, right? Uh, so you, you well, Britain primarily was very much in a uh, butt of Europe joke position in terms of the uh, of food that was being made it's not until the 80s when you start getting like a bit of a resurgence of, of uh of kind of a cuisine coming out of uh britain um <coughs> excuse me but uh, one of the things that's kind of interesting about the area uh, it's sort of in the early 60s is a bit of a bourgeois cuisine starts getting developed there, and some of the dishes that are kind of classics now start coming out of that time frame. So I kind of went in that direction, and I went with the, um, again, sort of applying, like, the sort of mishmash of stuff that's going on in this movie. I thought I would do a, a take on a mixed grill. Okay. Which is a, kind of a, a brick classic. Um, it's a bit of a weird dish in terms of, like, how people in the uk get really affectionate towards it because it's basically just a whole bunch of grilled meat on a plate and almost like a stew but without the benefit of a liquid or flavor Sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of it reminds me of other stuff like you know sort of like the food you get at like a cookout or you know like a barbecue or something like that where you're just you've got an open grill and you cook a bunch of things and you serve them up like kind of family style except that uh, it's britain so it's you know things are just kind of like fried and then put on a platter <laughs> and, uh, you don't really get a sauce or anything <laughs> um, but you got that so platter you, you have a platter exactly yeah here's some so, malt
4: vinegar go nuts
3: <laughs> Be judicious with that, though. You know, like <laughs> the special occasion, we can break out the cocktail sauce or the hind salad cream. Um, yeah, yeah. I've, i that's honestly a thing I've never even tasted.
4: I've heard about it. It just looks like jizz.
3: I've jar. seen characters pretty much, and it's in that like that ketchup bottle sauce, except it's like milky-looking. <laughs> you. Optically, that's just not good. Um, it's
4: like spotted dick in a can.
3: <laughs> that's probably the best place for it, right? Because then you can't see the spots. I don't think
4: so. Un- yeah. Until it's too late. Just turn, just turn the lights up before you eat that. <laughs> what you don't know, you won't know to get tested for. So you're fine. Okay, gotcha. Exactly. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Quickly, quickly. Quickly. <laughs> or where we? Okay. We're good? Kind of. <laughs> sure.
4: <laughs> this is not Bakers and MASH is what we're talking here.
3: No, no, there's there's not even any MASH. So I've, I've got a couple friends in in the UK, and so it, it kind of threw it out. It's like, what are the things that you have to have in a mixed grill in order to call it that? And um, so the big thing are those, uh, you should have represented those little single bone lamb chops that are almost impossible to cook nicely without them turning into like a, a lamb chip stuck on a bone <laughs> uh, you need some kind of sausage right on. Oh. Uh, traditionally organ meats of some sort
4: and there and then, the line is drawn for me <laughs>
3: oh, no you got
4: new sweetbreads uh, whoever came up with that name for them was a liar
3: but a really good marketing person, eh? Like, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> if that had been in the 20th century, they would have been, you know, like working for Microsoft.
4: Precisely. <laughs> mm.
3: Maybe a tobacco company. But, uh, <laughs> Or the Trump campaign. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll let that go eventually. Um, so... Well, you're gonna get some pictures of some stuff soon that you might not <laughs> want to see. So, oh I, no, I no, like,
4: no, it. no! If you're on our Facebook group page, you should fucking know what to expect. Go ahead, and
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. do yeah. that. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to go like bananas with this, and uh, so I've got um, I've got some uh, single bone lamb chops, uh, a, a good piece of uh, like like a roast uh, uh, a, a sirloin roasted beef. Um, half a chicken, uh, lamb kidneys, uh, calves liver, uh, some lamb sausage. And I think that was all the meat that I had. Um, one of the things with a, with mixed grills that, and and this is where I, I find it kind of an interesting thing. This is where it breaks down to like family, uh, kind of issues that you'll have people, uh, saying you absolutely have to have vegetable X as a part of it, but nobody do on it so it's like one of these things like the traditional version of this dish is the one that my mom made me and that's not necessarily going to be the same as like the mom of the other family who lives across the street so uh a few of the uh the things that you see come up a lot are like grilled tomatoes and uh the the british classic of mushy peas um this is one of the things that i love about uh, british cuisine in comparison to like uh you know, French cuisine or other European cuisines, the, the British will lionize something like mushy peas, which are basically like an attempt at a pea puree, but it's just not done very well. So it's kind of like not really pureed, it's just kind of like smashed up a little bit and like kind of gritty and chunky and stuff. Uh, but then they'll, you know, the attitude is like, no, no, that's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to get caught in your teeth. That's what you're looking for in a puree, right? And that's how, that's how the queen wants it. So uh, so I want to work a little bit of that kind of thing into it too, but we're dealing with these like, you know, semi-demonic bikers who want to put out their agenda of like taking out judges and teachers and um, women with their babies and prams. <laughs> You know, sticking it to the man. So uh, rather than doing like a traditional mushy pea kind of a thing and as a bit of a nod to how much uh, like Indian cuisine has been uh, uh, adopted by uh, the UK, uh, I went instead with a uh, sort of like a mushy pea uh, curried lentil uh, kind of a thing. So it's almost like a coarse mash of of lentil with some spinach, cumin, uh, curry powder, and a lot of garlic. So there's at least some great. kind of stuff involved. It was pretty tasty. Yeah, yeah. I'm and not because sure I what that camp- noise
4: was Coody, was that a noise of acceptance or disgust?
0: No, I said that sounds great.
4: Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Because <laughs> <to> you. <laughs>
3: Um, uh, the 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 only this is like a very simple thing to do because basically all I'm doing is grilling a bunch of things in the same pan one after the other so that the rather than like a broth or a sauce is building up flavor it's just the fat is like sucking up flavors from one meat after another. <laughs> So there, there's there's really not a lot of technique going on. It's just more of like this overdose of protein on top of itself. Uh, but the one thing that I would uh, throw it is like that actually does a bit of cooking is I'm doing. Um, I wanted to do those grilled uh, tomatoes, and I'm I'm in Canada, and it's the winter, so tomatoes are like a, a sad parody of a tomato. Oh god, <laughs> yeah.
4: down here too, dude. Yeah. Hot yeah. house tomatoes are. We just don't. We don't bother. No, <laughs> point. it's not the point. If I were to it, cut a tennis ball
3: it, in half, I would. It's true, right? Like, it's it, it's just like kind of fiber that's been soaked in this, well, not even like a tomato tasting thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, it's this sad, mealy, wet Pink. goat. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it kind of. They just exist to like, make you want the summer to come faster. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: It's like they soak, but, them a, um, they soak them in a brine called, oh, nothing. This tastes like nothing.
3: <laughs> it's an anti marinade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. They brined it in helium.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so there's been a trick. Um, that uh, I don't even like to use the word trick but uh, out of season strawberries for example uh, a pretty common thing that people will do is marinate out of season strawberries because they're just equally as like flavorless in balsamic vinegar maybe with a little bit of black pepper
1: mm.
3: that kind of like brings them around a, bit, a little bit at least makes them taste like something And are uh, in the
4: south <laughs> we just macerate them in a shitload
3: of sugar sugar's good that works. Like, that, that's a good vehicle for eating sugar at that point. But, <laughs> that's uh, really all
4: it is. It's just a sugar vessel.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing that we're really good at in North America. It's like coming up with more ways to eat sugar. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Can't get enough uh, of that shit! No. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the way I've been able to make um, out-of-season tomatoes kind of bearable is to uh, give them a bit of a marinade in uh, soy, fish sauce. And, um, and this is one that, like, people get hung up on, but uh, I, I've become a real fan of Maggie, Maggie seasoning. Maggie I don't, I don't seasoning? Know. Being you like the Stronson movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> like that, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a... Uh, you, you see it a lot in, like, Latin American cuisine uh, through the Philippines. Um, it's, uh, it, it's a brewed condiment, like, kind of an, along the lines of a soy or a Worcestershire. Okay. But it's a little bit more modern, so it doesn't really have the cachet, and people kind of look at it as, like, a cheat. Mm. Um, almost like a, uh, I don't know, like, using, like, store-bought, like, chicken stock bouillon or something like that. But it's got a really, really interesting, like kind of celery like taste. Mm. Yeah, it, I think it's underused. Anyway, I've become a big booster for it. I'm, I'm actually angling for some sponsorship money. Mm. Uh, right on. Yeah, for, you know, you know shell out. Uh, but I, if you give the uh, your of Season tomatoes a little bath and this kind of stuff, they all have those, like, ooh, uh, umami flavors that like ripe tomatoes are kinda of known for. And it kinda of helps to bring it around, especially then if you like grill it up a little bit. So if kinda of brown up the outside, it doesn't taste like a summer tomato, but it tastes like something. It tastes like something reminds you of a tomato.
4: Which is better than your basic add-ons. hot house hot coffee.
0: Yeah, what he says.
4: Hot house <laughs> tomato Damn it Which literally <laughs> tastes like nothing. It's like eating a that dish like,
3: sponge. Pretty much, yeah. It's it's like if you ate the um, the dish rag that you use to like wipe off the bottom of a pot that you cooked some really shitty tomato sauce in.
1: Ew! God.
3: And Come on. St- stuck that in the <laughs> mouth with some chaw. That's what. Yeah, you might as well. Um, <laughs> that's one of the things that kills me about like the local food movement. Because, or, you know, wherever your locale happens to be, there's probably going to be a locavore food movement. And you'll get, like I find here, you'll see lots of people, like, bragging about serving their local, well, we'll use tomatoes for an example, in the dead of winter. And, sorry, but I don't care if, like, your greenhouse tomato um, comes from 100 miles or 10,000 miles away, they're going to taste like ass. Yep and that's nothing to be happy or proud about
4: <laughs> see tomatoes Preached. tomatoes should just be sunshine and a thin red skin mm-hmm. maybe some salt that's about it that's really all you need
3: that's pretty much it yeah tomatoes are a meal
4: that's fascinating though it's just, uh, what an interesting way to uh, try to revitalize those and bring them back from the dead as it were now, I wonder...
3: Oh, See? See?
4: Watch me bring it back around, because I am a professional.
3: <laughs> this, is, this is like a workshop in professionalism. But
4: see, when you bring those tomatoes back from the dead, much like the bikers in Psychomania, they just do what they were going to do originally. It's not like, like they do anything new. Like, before the bikers died, they rode around town, knocked shit over, and threatened people. Then they died, they came back, and they rode around on their bikes, they jumped over the same bump like 500 times, rode through the same flooded roads 500 times, and did the same shit they did when they were alive.
3: There's not a lot of long-term planning with these guys, is there? (laughs) There's really not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I kind of love it. Um, that, that's what it thinks like, so much, like, kind of, like, shonky stuff in this film. But at the same time, it reminds me, like, I, I keep seeing, like, a bit of the, like, proto-DNA of, like, things that people really love out of it. Like, you know, I, I can kind of see, like, an influence on, like, something like the Lost Boys of the, these, you know, sort of invincible um I- immortal man children, in that, or I don't know if you guys were like into the splatter punk, uh, uh, like literary movement, like Skip Inspector and, and stuff like oh that. God, age me. Well, <laughs> uh, can, can you see a little bit of like uh, their first novel, like the uh, the light of the light at the end?
4: That, yes.
3: In that, you know, where it's just like this guy who thinks he's a badass vampire because he was just a dick in life. <laughs> and then gets you know like vampire powers and just is a bigger deck.
4: That's so funny. I'm friends with oh. I'm friends with David Chow on Facebook. It's so funny when you bring up Cyberpunk. I love that guy.
3: Oh no way! That's great.
4: Yeah,
3: man. Oh, that's really cool. David Chow is hilarious. Uh, wow, is he still writing?
4: Uh, yeah. He's got a uh, collection of short stories coming out next year. It's gonna be like four thousand pages long or something.
3: Oh, that's amazing! I
4: can't wait.
3: Yeah. Wow. Sorry. I oh, he was one of the. Mm. He ruined conversation.
4: Like a lot. I was going to say something else, but I forgot what it was. That's what happens.
3: <laughs> that's that's professional.
4: <laughs> it is professional. Professional forgetting where I was going with that <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Yeah, I think of this movie maybe as Sons of Apathy.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
4: I'm,
3: I, I also... I'm, I'm a fan of that sort of era where, like, you know, <clears throat> hippies and bikers and, like, cultists, and they're all kind of rolled into one. <laughs> right? Yes. <Yeah. laughs> like, there's the, the, like a brush where they're all... They're all on the same like timeline. like you can't really distinguish any of them. <laughs> but then when you throw this like British like uh, like pop rock aesthetic into it as well, <laughs> that's that just takes it to another level, you know like,
4: This is Quadrophenia too.
3: <laughs> yes, very much. Like I mean, it was not an era where you would see like crossovers and sequels but I would love to see something that was like The Living Dead versus Billy Jack
4: oh my god (laughs) that's exactly yeah I thought of Billy Jack during this movie that's so funny Uh,
3: really okay I did (laughs) Um, okay so we're like you know thousands of miles apart (laughs) and there's this simultaneity maybe there's something to that (laughs) there might
4: be they are. Yeah, I'd say maybe. It was filmed in 71. When did Billy Jack come out? I kind of think that was 70s or 71. Yeah, but the thing is, the guys in this movie, like Tom, the leader of the Living Dead, he never just went berserk. It's like, he started doing a weird shit, and it was like... Oh, hello, mummy. I'll be home for tea. So fucking posh. Uh, yeah, Billy Jack 71, which is when this movie was filmed and then not released until two years later.
3: So... Ah! Wow, so it could've happened. Could've happened.
4: Universal Hive, mind Tom man. never
3: goes berserk. He just, like, kills lots of people off-screen.
4: <laughs> he killed. Oh, he goes berserk in the ice cream shop. But... <laughs> Oh, no, Not I'm sorry, that's Billy. I was thinking of Tom McLaughlin, who played Billy Jack. Oh, my God, I'm too drunk to be doing this. Jesus (laughs) Christ, I'm connected too many
1: dots. (laughs) I was wondering what the
4: fuck you were talking about. (laughs) No, it made sense to me, but Jesus Christ, I feel sorry for anybody else it made sense for. Hey, if you're in the Nova Scotia area, drop by and visit Chef Al's restaurant, Picnic at... Dart, adjunct to the Dart Gallery in Dartmouth. They're closed on Mondays, though. Don't, don't, don't go on Monday.
0: No, no Mondays. You'll be sad
4: and hungry. <laughs> yeah.
0: When we come back, it's Act Three of Kiss the Goat. Don't move those
4: earbuds. Hey, this is X from Kiss the Goat. Do you know we have a website called KissTheGoat.com? You know what's at KissTheGoat.com? Tell them, Cootie. Did you know that you can buy Kiss the Goat t-shirts and bottle
0: caps and mugs and other apparel to show your support for your favorite podcast at KissTheGoat.com? Tell me more. <laughs> well, you can. Go to KissTheGoat.com and click on Wear the Goat, and you will see a vast selection of apparel and accessories that you can purchase with your favorite podcast logo.
4: Wear the Goat? Wear the Goat. Well, you can say
0: KissTheGoat.com. <laughs> They're the Goat. Welcome back to KTG, and it's time for the internet's fastest movie breakdown, even though we have no scientific evidence to support that.
4: It needs an exorcism!
0: <laughs> it's time once again for three questions. Three
4: questions!
1: Three questions! Stop! Who would cross the bridge of death must answer me
2: these questions And
4: the other side he see. All right, go ahead. Alex Trebek, give me that first question. Alex doesn't ask questions. He
0: gives answers. Then the contestants give the questions.
4: All right, so make sure to phrase your questions in the form of a question.
0: Okay, that makes some kind of sense, I think. (laughs) So question one, is Psychomania truly a devil movie? Oh, fuck no, it's a
4: toad movie. Toad movie. Movie about demon toads and their fantastical resurrection powers <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. There's no devil in this at all. I don't even it just came up because they were like, oh, a satanic pact with a with a biker gang. That's how everybody describes it. But there's no satanic pact, there's a pact with a toad. What does that even entail? You bring it flies? So, yeah. Gotta be something like that. I, I don't yeah. know. So, yeah. No devil, just Toad. Right. Agreed. Alright, question two. On a scale of one to six, how many horns high do you give Psychomania? Uh,
0: about a three.
4: Yeah? Yeah. That's actually higher than I thought you would give it. Oh, really? Yeah, I wasn't sure how much you were digging it while we were watching it.
0: Uh, it's weird. It's kind of off. And you're just sitting there, I don't know, like some of the shit was really entertaining and then like telling <laughs> the acolytes about the movie made me realize there
4: was actually some
0: <laughs> some really entertaining shit in it.
4: So Yeah. It's 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 one of those things you've really gotta see for yourself. I mean when you I don't know. It's like anal sex. When you describe it it doesn't sound all that great, but when you're in it, that's some fucking great stuff right there. You know what I mean? That's fantastic. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it four and a half. Wow. Okay. I really liked it more than I thought I would. And there are some sequences that are pulled off with a lot more aplomb. And I don't use that word much, but much more aplomb than I thought they would be. So, yeah, I fucking dug this movie, man. Four and a half. All right. Fair enough.
0: Well, uh, our final question is: Why should our acolytes watch Psychomania, or should they? And actually, I think we both just answered that.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I think you guys should watch it, because um, it's just it's just strange. It's relatively bloodless, and that's you know uh, points off for me because I kind of like the gore, but. It's got a high body count for such a bloodless movie. It's got a high body count and it's like this entire biker gang we're all like, I don't know, Gryffindors. <laughs> <laughs> they've all just been in boarding school for a month, and then they come home and it's like, oh, hello, let's um, let us ride all bikes around Chatham and try to cause a little bit of mayhem, shall we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Strangely polite, and again, the plot is dumb. Let's kill ourselves so we can live again, but not be, zo- but not be zombies. I don't know. That's, I'm not even sure this made sense in '73, but it's constructed so well, you just kind of have to look at it. You have to, you have to look at it at least once. But here's my warning. If you're going to look at it, do not look at it on Shudder or any of the streaming channels that you might possibly get. Uh, We bought the DVD from Severin, which pulls in a lot of um, other elements because the negative for this film is lost. If you want to be really a badass about it, February 21st, Psychomania comes out on DVD and Blue from Arrow Video, which I'm sure that's just fucking amazing. So, either hold out for that or grab it from Severin on DVD while you can because the version that's out there is just chopped up like like cocaine in the 70s. It's just not a good idea to watch.
0: <laughs> um yeah, what he said.
4: There you go. See? <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, yes, I agree, absolutely I think you guys should check out this movie Because, like I said, it's it's actually got some really entertaining shit that goes down It's got a pretty high body count And um, I thought it was fun
4: And the soundtrack's fucking great <laughs> Waka 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 Right? If I haven't said that before Jesus, just the soundtrack is worth it
2: While the holy sound of revving fills the sky Ghostly rider passing by And the world never knew his name but the chosen few know of his fame come
4: and join his company riding free Um Okay so you know we've watched a movie, we've had some food or talked about food at least and we've had some delightful conversation. Let's fuck!
0: (laughs) He's down there, Ramrod. Aren't you going to buy a lady a drink first?
4: Yeah, we absolutely should drink. In fact, it's probably time for America's favorite drinking game Drinking with the Devil, where your love of bad movies meets your disdain for your own liver.
0: Here's how to get nice and toasty during psychomania. Drink every time you think to yourself, are the letters on the back of those vests pink?
4: <laughs> Drink every time they jump over the same tiny hill right outside the standing stones.
0: <laughs> Drink when you look at those motorcycle gang members and think, "Nah." <laughs>
4: drink every time one of the biker gang kills themselves.
0: (laughs) That's at least like what? Nine times? It's it's at least seven. I know that. (laughs) Alright. And for our final Grandmaster Challenge, drink every time you find yourself questioning the relationship between Tom and his mother.
4: Oh, shit! Oh, that's good because there's something going on there. There's, it's weird, isn't oh, it? Oh, there's some mm. uh undertone right there. That's good. Hey, please remember that we here at KTG do not condone alcohol abuse, uh, driving under the influence, or underage drinking. However, they've always, always worked, worked for us. us. Now it's time for the interactive section of the show, Merrick's favorite podcast segment, Ask the Go! where we answer your questions and you question our answers. Puss your love letter. Straight from my heart, fucker. You know what a love letter is? It's a bullet from a fucking gun,
2: fucker. You receive a love letter from me. You're fucked forever.
4: As Cootie rummages about through our malevolent mailbag, Rummage, rummage, rummage. Let me gently remind you that you can ask questions of Cootie, Al, or myself at any time by leaving a voicemail on the goat line. Just call 865 309 4969 and leave us a message, and we'll make you famous. You can also
0: email messages and audio files to askthegoat at kissthegoat.com, where we will retrieve them and do something with them. Don't really know what, but probably something to do with the show.
4: Finally, you can leave a post on the Kiss the Goat Facebook group page, which we have cleverly hidden on Facebook. That's easy, isn't it? You leave bullshit posts all the time. Might as well leave one with us. By the way, that page, it's on Facebook. Who's first, Cooney? Uh, let's see. First, it looks like it is Ricky
0: Morgan. Ricky says, Mario or Lamberto Bava? Which are you a bigger fan of?
4: This is going to be an unpopular answer. I'm going with Lamberto. Yeah. Look, I appreciate Baba. I know he's a master, but you know what? I fell asleep through Black Sunday. I can't get through it. And <laughs> a lot of his stuff, his like his period stuff, like the body and the whip, I just it just doesn't work. But Lamberto, fucking demons? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yes. I will sleep with that movie. So yeah, I guess Lamberto is more my speed. How about you?
0: <laughs> yeah.
4: That's your answer? Just, yeah. That's
0: my answer. No, I can't, I cannot, I cannot put it more eloquently than you just did. So, I'm just going to leave it at that. I agree.
4: All right, then. Ah, uh, let's see. Joe Patrucciello wants to know, better movie, The Witch or The Crucible? Damn. I don't think I've seen The Crucible. Mm, there's a couple versions of The Crucible, actually. And it's really to do more directly with the Salem Witch Trials probably the version most people listening to us knows the version with Gary Oldman and Winona Ryder. I think it's Gary Oldman. I know it's Winona Ryder. Um, I like The Crucible better than The Witch, just because it's more in-depth about The Witch Trials, whereas The Witch is kind of like uh, an offshoot of The Witch Trials. Those people put themselves through their own Witch Trials. Now, don't get me wrong, I love The Witch. I came around to it, but I still think The Crucible has more of a classic feel to it. Not to mention the, um, the way that it ties itself in with the McCarthy trials, the McCarthy hearings. So the witch hunt and the crucible also has to do with communism and anyone who's you know, suspected of being against the state. And I think that with you know, Trump coming into office and the upcoming war against the weird, I'm telling you, it's coming. They're coming after us. I think The Crucible has a lot more to say to us as a society right now than The Crucible does.
0: The Crucible has more to say than The Crucible does?
4: The Crucible has more to say than The Witch does, even though they both involve (laughs) witches and potentially crucibles.
0: All right, then. Kind of went nuts with that one, didn't you?
4: I had an opinion.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, let's see. Up next, we get to hear from our old buddy Chuck Knight. Chuck! Chuck! Chuck says, name one super-hyped movie you were looking forward to that you couldn't even finish, and one video-slash-DVD that you heard from all kinds of people was a fantastic movie that you couldn't even finish.
4: mm, See, that's like almost the same question, but not quite, just because Cootie and I don't go out to movies a whole lot. Um, I've said this before, I walked out of Robert Altman's Popeye. People said it was great. They were like, oh, your kids will love this. We should go see Popeye. And I stormed out of it in a, just a fury because I hated it so much. So that would be my super hyped movie. As far as a video or DVD, um, that everybody said was great that I, it's kind of a tie. I mean, I finished these movies just because I'm hardcore, but I kind of wish I hadn't. And I think at least in one case I got up and started cooking dinner. Um, Suicide Squad's a hot mess, and I fucking hated it. It was a, yeah, it was a piece of shit. And that's the one I think I got up and was just like, you know what? There's something I can do in the kitchen. There's anything else I can do in the kitchen? I can jack <laughs> off in the recycling bin in the kitchen rather than finish Suicide Squad. So there's that, and there's also the Babadook, which I actually apologized to my family for making them watch. Oh wow! I was yeah. so. I'm. It's like everybody was like. Oh, you're gonna see the Babadook. It's an anagram for bad book. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Um then we watched it. And I was just like, Jesus, everyone die! Please God, everyone <laughs> immediately in this movie fucking die! Yeah, absolutely hated it.
0: Um, one super hyped movie that I was looking forward to watching, and just I believe it or not, I did finish it. Um, but I was angry when I finished it. Um, and that was It Follows.
4: Yes, I knew you were going to bring that up.
0: Yeah, because I was I was holding out hope till the better fucking end, man, just waiting on that payoff. And it never fucking came.
4: Nope. I don't nope. care how good the music is. I don't care how many people drop theories about how it's in some kind of weird, timeless um, environment. That movie is just slow trash. Didn't like it at all. Neither of us did. I know we're going to get hate mail. People fucking love that movie. I don't care. Ugh.
0: All right. So who's next?
4: Uh, let's see. Next we got. Oh, you know what? Ask for the Goat just wouldn't be the same anymore if we didn't have a voicemail from our favorite Angry Ginger, Matt Tangent. So let's go to Matt. Hey, Matt.
3: Greetings, fellow goat lovers. This is Matt the Angry Ginger calling in. I have a question for all y'all cool peeps. Um, Favorite gangster film and favorite spoof comedy? I mean, they just don't make enough spoof comedies anymore, but there's some pretty golden ones from back back in the 80s and early 90s. Uh, Keep up the great show, guys. Bye.
4: All right, so so favorite gangster film and favorite food comedy. I have a feeling Cutie and I are going to agree on favorite gangster film.
0: Don't we get this question like every fourth episode?
4: It seems like it, but that's okay. I never mind answering it because it's a chance to talk about uh, one of the greatest films ever made.
0: You go ahead and answer it. I'm going to just sit over here and wait my turn again.
4: Well, it's The Godfather. It's the Godfather. Oh, <laughs> was oh, did you not agree? Oh, no. Are we just in a disagreement and didn't know it? Oh, no. You're correct. I'm
0: sorry. When I saw Gangster, I thought Gangsta. Oh. Oh. Shit. The, that was, like, the first thing I the thought. the No. Because I think somebody asked
4: something like that. Like, I feel like every other sh- It was probably- Matt. It was Matt who asked him what, what our favorite gangster rap song was. Oh, was it? Yes, it was Matt. <laughs> but no, some of actual gangsters at this point gangster on the brain. <laughs> Ice Cube was not in The Godfather. Yeah, no.
0: No, <laughs> and I fucking love The Godfather. So yes, we we
4: will agree on that one. No, but here's the real question. Godfather or Godfather 2?
0: Don't make me pick
4: a favorite child. I know, but but that's legit. I mean, they were a year apart and they both won Oscars. So
0: I'm going to go with the first one.
4: Yeah, I think I am, too, even though the second one is really, really, really close behind. Yeah. Okay. All right, favorite food movie. Now, that's funny because Matt's right. Back in the 80s, there was a lot of shit like that. There was, like, Hot Dog the movie and I think Cheeseburger the movie. Um, the right? I mean, just, you know, shit Graydon Clark was involved in. Weird little low-budget stuff. Um, I never saw any of that shit. So if I have to pick a favorite food movie, it's going to be Waiting. That was
0: funny. Yeah. Um,
4: The server with her angry pubic hair just haunts me from that movie.
0: (laughs) Ew. Yeah, thanks for for reminding me. Sorry, I
4: hit mute earlier and didn't realize I did it. But yeah, totally. Fucking Waiting's great.
0: I can't even fucking think of one food comedy. Does does meatballs count? <laughs> spaceballs?
4: I don't know. Well, These Can are all balls. I know balls. you like balls. Well, you
0: know, it's food for some
4: of us, right? Yeah, but there's really not any meatballs in the actual movie. Or spaceballs, for that matter. <laughs> well, I guess I guess Dark Helmet's evil army was called the Spaceballs, <laughs> I don't know. That seems, seems kind of lame.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, Matt. I have no idea. If I think of one, I'll tell you later.
4: There you
0: go. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next we have Vanessa McHenry. Uh, she wants to know, outside of Father Marin and Father Karras from The Exorcist, who's your favorite movie Exorcist? Name of character or the actor will suffice. And I know what your answer is going to be. So go for it. <laughs>
4: Do you? I bet you do. Yes. Uh-huh. Um my favorite non Exorcist movie, Exorcist, <laughs> is um Cotton Marcus from The Last Exorcism. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick Fabian nails it. He is so good in that movie. Oh, and that movie just makes me jizz. I love it so hard. I love that character. I love the fucking the development of that character and the way the movie ended is so perfect. You just see his entire character arc. Oh, I can't, I can't even put into words how much I love that flick. So yes, Cotton Marcus, Patrick Fabian, my favorite non-exorcist exorcist.
0: exorcist. (laughs) (laughs) I love him too, but I have to pick something else. Uh So,
4: I bet know what yours is, too. Let's see if I'm right.
0: Keanu Reeves is Constantine.
4: Oh, shit! You just blew
0: my mind. Because I've had the hots for Keanu Reeves since I was, like, 12, so...
4: Yeah, well, me too. <laughs> Cast out that demon. Yeah, that's awesome. He's great in that. The way he dips his... F- fucking feet with his shoes on in the water so he doesn't burn shit. That's so great.
1: <laughs> yep, I
0: like the movie a lot.
4: See, and I thought you were going to say Father Sunshine from Exorcist 3.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah, I like him.
4: <laughs> but no, Constantine's a fucking great answer. That really, That's way better than I, than I thought. That's great. <laughs> Alright then. Let's see here. Oh. Vanessa And Joe Petrucciella want to know if we'll be doing a special on the Exorcist TV show. Uh... See, and here's the thing, is that we don't normally do TV on KTG, but at the same time, I've got to say, I loved that series so much. It was so, so good. So, I don't know. We might be able to work something in. Might be able to work something in. But I'm not promising shit. Cause I don't do that, (laughs) but I don't know. That's, that's, that's tempting you guys. It really is.
0: Well, consider it. I, as long as it takes for me to get through a television series, though,
4: it might take us two months to do that episode. Yeah, but I've, I've I've already been through it. We can binge it in a weekend. It's only 12 episodes. (laughs) Okay. I'll ponder it. (laughs) Think about it. All right.
0: Uh, Let's see. Looks like last one is from Brock Gerrard. Brock says on August 21st, 2017, there will be a total solar eclipse in the United States. Is this the day Trump will summon the dark one?
4: (laughs) Didn't he do that when he appointed Mike Pence as his vice president? Oh, sick burn. Yeah, I think the dark one's already been summoned. If somebody shoots Trump in the fucking face and assassinates him, we're going to be so much worse off. Remember, Mike Pence is the man who wants you to, if you have an abortion, he wants you to have a funeral for that fetus. I
0: don't want to talk about him.
4: That seems expensive and dumb. Dumb. All right.
0: So that's going to wrap up this episode of KTG quite nicely with a bow, even. As always, we want to thank Bo Ransdale at Legion Podcasts for keeping our seats warm. Not literally. That would be weird. But he keeps this show
4: on the Internet, and that's pretty cool. Hey, remember, one of the best ways that you can help KTG is by leaving reviews on iTunes. I know. I know. But please, say something nice about us. I know we're not pretty, but we have a great personality. We know how to dance. We have loose morals. I mean, the more you review, the more acolytes we can add to our growing dark army. And really, who else would you rather have ruling a benevolent
0: dictatorship than us? And thanks to all of you for listening. You're the ones who keep us getting on this bad motor scooter to ride, ride, ride.
4: On behalf of Chef Al, my name is X. And I'm Cootie. Hail, Hail
0: Satan. Satan.
4: Spark it up, fun boy. <laughs> I sprayed WD-40 all over my laptop.
1: <laughs> no,
2: <laughs>
0: maybe I'll snort that instead. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the song is actually called "Undone." U-N-D-U-N. I would never, no, no, for that.
2: She found did what?
4: I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, wait, you too. be No, Amityville... You, no, Amityville... I'm sorry. Fuck. Let's cut this because I really do know what I'm talking about. It, it, um, shit. I fucked up. God damn it. The right, shit. We can't do it. Okay, can we start there from the top? Give me a count. <laughs> sure,
0: yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Five, four, three...
4: The mic is in my throat. I'm Linda Lovelace again right now. (laughs) Because Tom wants her to be in-dead? In-dead. In-dead. Oh, God. Scott will help one of us. (laughs) All right. He is settled, whined, and semi-lucid. Wow.
0: He's doing better than me then.
4: Shh. Are you not semi-lucid? No. The birds are assholes.
0: Things are back to business as usual here at KTG, and we decided to start this show off in 2017. Start this show. Sorry. Man. Let me try that again.
2: Well, sort Damn of. Damn it. I, I did
4: that. Fuck. It, <laughs> Don't it. you hate it when that happens? I do. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you really relished that one, didn't you? Too you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah never mind that homosexual behavior appears in every form of life on the planet well except for creatures that pr- reproduce after the-
4: uh-huh
0: hmm. this is fun <laughs>
4: you know what's weird is when you're in the kitchen and all of a sudden you remember the flute solo to some early 70s pop single Finally, you can leave a post on Kiss the Facebook on the f- f- five, four, um, hold, oh, five, four, three.
3: Sounds good.
4: Obviously, I will make all of this sound rational and post because again, I am a professional. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Um, okay. Cool. Wait. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What are you doing? I'm I'm trying to keep. <laughs> I'm, I'm apparently just fucking doing shit for the blooper reel at this point because I had a point. And I, <laughs> yeah, we had sh- yeah, shit. <laughs> Five, four, three. And thanks to all of you for listening. You're the ones who keep
1: us getting on this bad. <laughs>